0: So, in amongst your snap judgments, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and the forty wings temper text oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen temper a mattress like no other. Tim Payne gets us underway this Monday. Hello to you, Tim. Morning, Jared. How are you? Did you enjoy the Mitch Marsh
1: innings? I certainly did. Yeah, I was. I've been laid up in the last week, so it was nice to sit on the couch and watch. And um, obviously, he's been through a bit of a tough time. Um, from a family point of view, so to see him bounce back like that and um, have him in such good form going into a semi-final is going to be really
0: crucial. His his driving, his lofted driving, his inside-out driving, um, he, he, he is a monstrous figure when he is in that sort of mood. He is. He's incredibly hard to bowl to for that reason. If you are
1: slightly over-pitching just the sheer size and strength of him, all he has to do is bunt through the line of the ball, and in India it's going for six. Uh, but I think he gets a lot of those balls because they know if you bowl back of a length to him, the fact that he's from Perth, if you're bouncing above the top of his stumps, he plays that pull shot off the front foot and he isn't trying to keep him down. He's trying to hit him out of the grandstand. And at the moment, both of those shots are working really well for him. And when they are, he's, he's near on impossible to bowl to.
0: So the the, the environment around him, so he, he came home with the, the death of his pop and then the family who are such a storied cricket family, or, yeah. they sort of almost, I don't know whether they sort of, pushed him back or just encouraged him to be where they thought he should be as part of a World Cup campaign. Is I'm, He's still a young man. That, that's a yep. lot to deal with um, on the family front, on the team front, and then I've, I found it inspiring to see him bat like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. To to go through all that and then to turn up – I mean, to to turn up and perform in a World Cup game regardless is, is hard work, but you put all that stuff that's going on in the background makes it even more – Challenging. It's it, you can be distracted. There's a lot that goes on in India alone, and throw that into the background as well. The fact that um, you know the World Cup semi was potentially on the line. Um, so you look, he he played superbly, and as I said, he looks in magnificent touch. And I think the South African attack will actually suit him. They've got guys that bowl with speed on. Um, they'll obviously, I think, bring some spin into their into their eleven. But the guys Rabada, Negi, Jansen, guys like this. Pace on really suits Mitch Marsh and David Warner. So I like us in this semi-final matchup.
0: Okay, so we've had the nine games now. Australia lost the first two. They looked uh, looked moody and jaded in those two games against India and South Africa. And then they have found their way into a long tournament. Those who have lived this cautioned at the time, just you have to find your feet and build your momentum. What do you think of Australia's campaign with seven wins on the trot?
1: Yeah, I think we're in a great spot. Clearly, coming in with seven wins in a row, we're doing something right. Um, But I think it was, it was really clear at the start, whether the, the South African tour into the Indian tour just took a little bit of an edge out of us. We looked tired. We looked a little bit frustrated. And I think as the tournament's going on, whether that, you know, we just get one win out of the way early when Adam Zampa bowled beautifully, Um, And it feels like from that moment, the pressure's kind of released a little bit. We obviously didn't finish well in South Africa, weren't fantastic against India. and, And people probably forget before that as well, we didn't have our best team on the park in either of those series. So the first two games, the guys came back together. They started to feel more familiar in the roles that they're used to playing with guys at the other end that they're used to playing with get that um, formation right. And then since that moment, I think we've just got better and better. I wouldn't say we've absolutely nailed it. There's still been some issues with the new ball, trying to get make early inroads. We're not playing spin fantastically. We haven't put together a complete performance, but as you touched on at the start of the show, I think we've had some individual brilliance, which has got us through games, which you need in world cups. And the momentum is building for us to play a really good team game. I still think the individuals are going to win us games, but, we need a little bit more role play if you're going to
0: beat teams like South Africa and like India in the coming games. So what's, what's the biggest area for concern? So I thought Australia's – actually, it was funny with Sean Abbott there. Australia's death bowling actually looked quite good with Abbott there. Yeah. That the top – and I'll, probably, I'll do the numbers later in the week. The bowling in the first 10 overs, and it was there again against Bangladesh, a little concerningly, I thought. Is If, if, I, if I was to pick one major area, it's the bowling at the top that's bothering yep. me what about you yeah same
1: i would say there's probably two that are bothering me there's the bowling at the top and our inability at the moment to make inroads if and again coming into the two semi the semifinals and final potentially against two unbelievable unbelievably dangerous batting lineups if we're not making early inroads you're looking at 350 plus so we need to be able to do that. The second one is, and I'm sure South Africa will bring in Shamsi, the the Chinaman left arm wrist spinner to go with Maharaj to go, and even Aidan Markram to give them three potential spin bowling options. That play of spin through the middle. Both these teams, I think, are going to pick teams to bombard us with spin. India clearly will do that if we play them in the final. Uh, so that's something that that needs to be addressed and I've said it the whole way along and Mitch Marsh said it after the game against New Zealand it's a mindset thing he came out against New Zealand after we got off to a fly if if we come out with the right mindset and intent against spin the batters and the quality that we have in that team can can face their spin and prosper if we come out and we're slightly negative that's when they're all over you so for me yeah new ball bowling how what are we going to do to change to get some early wickets and our mindset now intent and the courage to take their spinners on is going to be really important in these two games.
0: So Mitch Stark, who for a long time has been Australia's best white ball bowler. uh, He's taken uh, 10 wickets at 44. His economy rate is six and a half. I feel like we've spent the whole tournament waiting for him to restore himself. And maybe, maybe in a way, you're thinking, (laughs) don't do it too early. Save it for what it matters. Do you think he still has that performance in him to shape the top of a semi-final or the top of a final.
1: Yeah, I absolutely do. There's no doubt a guy who's six foot six and can bowl 140 and can swing the ball can deliver on the biggest stage. We've seen him do it a number of times, uh, and I and I think he will. The conditions in India are also quite difficult. There hasn't been a lot of swing for anyone, uh, let alone Mitchell Stark. So um, the other guy who I think can who's obviously got big games in him in big moments, is the captain, Pat Cummins, and his numbers are pretty much identical to what Mitchell Starks are at the moment. So for us to be winning seven games in a row, going into a semifinal with some momentum and have potentially our two best bowlers nowhere near their best, you could spin it the other way and yeah. say, boy, when we click into gear, we are going to come good and we're going to be hard to beat. But, um, yeah, I'd like to see a few slight changes with how we've been going about that. Um, we saw Marcus Stoinis used in South Africa and early in India in the one-day series beforehand with the new ball. He will swing the ball. Now, the pace is going to drop off, no doubt, but that's not a bad thing. I think if we're bowling to guys like Quinton de Kock, you need to get the ball off the straight because 145, 150 isn't overly quick to someone of his quality. It feels really quick as soon as it swings, but on the flip side of that, someone Marcus Stoynis's pace who bowls high 120s, low 130s who can shape the ball – just moving the ball off the straight can create chances. Plus you're forcing De cock and Bavuma and Russie van der to make the pace early, try and take Marcus Stoinis onwards. We you've seen it with England with wood. You've seen Pakistan with Harris Ralph. If you get it slightly wrong at high speed in India, it goes the journey and yep. it's impossible to defend the grounds. Would you definitely play Stoinis? No, I wouldn't definitely play him. I, I again, without seeing the wicket, I find it really hard to make a call. Um, what I will say is if we are, if the only way I'm playing Marcus Thornis is ahead of manus is if we use him with that new ball role. If we don't, I'm taking the batting every day of the week because if we lose the toss at Eden Gardens, it looks like that wicket has worn and it's been difficult to bat. And I touched on this right at the start of the World Cup. The reason I would have had manus Labashane in our World Cup squad is because of this moment. If it spins, you need skill. If we're chasing in the second innings and they've got three spinners, we need a guy who averages 60 in test cricket. He's got the ability to handle that type of bowling and that type of pressure. Um, so if, if Stoin isn't going to use the new ball for a couple of overs and he's only bowled something like 16 or 17 overs for the World Cup, then I'm going to go with Marnas ahead of him um, and bring Maxi in for Stoin.
0: Yeah, I've come around to that view as well. So Stoinis has only bowled 19 overs in the tournament. He's taken yep. four wickets. So he's not being used and he's made 87 runs. And I've said the whole way through, Labashain and Smith are the same batter and their numbers bear that out. 286 to 268 runs averaging 36 and 38, two half centuries each high score, 71 each. There's only a slight (laughs) difference in the strike rate. Smith's striking at sort of 89 and and Labashain at 77. But crash actually planted this thought in my mind a little while ago and I was thinking you don't need the same batter twice, but maybe here you do. And if you're not using Stoinis, so I like your point, is if Stoinis yeah. is not going to bowl early overs, then give me the extra insurance policy. I flipped entirely on that.
1: Yeah. well, And as well, because we haven't been able to make inroads with the new ball, the other guy who comes in who we didn't have last game is Glenn Maxwell. And he has done well in 2020 cricket, adding 50 over cricket before when used in the power play. So I, I wouldn't be afraid to throw him the ball really early, particularly if there's left-hander like De Cock, in. Again, make them make the pace, do something different. We've gone with the quicks the whole tournament. Quint De Kock got hold of us last time. Throw, throw some spin at them early just to change it up and see if we can get a lapse in concentration or just to give them a look at something different in that first 10. I think we've got to potentially get clever with it. Um, the other thing I would be doing, as well as using Maxi, is giving the skipper the new ball from the other end. Right. I'd be going, Pat, well, he'd be going to himself, wouldn't he? But Pat Cummins, <laughs> give him the new ball. I actually like him with a brand new ball because what Pat can do is actually swing the ball into the right-handers and away from left-handers. I like that match-up to Quinton de Kock early from around the wicket. I think Pat just come in, try actually try and swing the ball for the first couple of overs. It's not something he normally does, Pat. He likes to hit the wicket and use the seam, which in India we're not having a lot of success with. I'd like to see him come in and bowl that big, booming, well, to a lefty outswinger challenge uh, Quentin de Kock's outside edge and see if he can nick him off early.
0: Do you think South Africa's tragedy history in semifinals plays a role? Are you a believer in, in the hoodoo voodoo? Uh,
1: well, it's hard not to, isn't it? I mean, it's there, it's ingrained in them, unfortunately. And so it's always a new group, but I think, uh, you know, this would be huge for South Africa. It's huge for any country to, to make a world cup final, but having the history that they have in semifinals, again, why it's so important that we start well with the new ball or if it's Warner and and head the ball out. Because if you can throw them on the back foot again, they think, oh, no, here we go again. And that mental part of cricket, we've seen it with our own batters coming out, playing against spin. As soon as you can change their mindset into slightly doubting themselves in Indian conditions, the game can get away from you really quickly. So crucially, obviously, in every game you start really well, but more so in this one when history suggests that South Africa... Could potentially go for water, go to water if we put them on yeah. on the back foot.
0: The the judgment that sits in all of these things for Australia going to a World Cup have they have they achieved par making a, a semi final or is par for this Australian team making the final?
1: Our oh, par for this team is to win it. They they will not, and we and that's how we judge all Australian cricket teams. We we are in World Cups to win them. There's no doubt about that, and we can say oh as a pass mark or is this is that. They're there to win it. We expect them to win it. I know it's a huge ask in India, but it's a much easier ask to go there and win a one-day tournament than it is to go and win a Test match. Um, still hugely challenging given the form of South Africa and India. Uh, but, yeah, I think we, we left these shores to win this World Cup. We've got the quality of player the whole way through that list to win this World Cup. Um, you could probably say it, it would be a pass mark if we were to qualify for the final, but for this group of cricketers, they will not accept that. They, they're there to win it. India unbeaten. Is there any beating them in this tournament? Yeah, I think there is. I really do. Um, again, anything can happen in semifinals. No team will feel the weight of expectation more than what India are about to walk into come a semifinal. They're, they are expected to win it. They're the red-hot favourites. They're in their own country, their own conditions. They have a red-hot team. They've got every base covered, batting at the top of the order, middle order. They've got spin. They've got pace. They've got skill. So to South Africa, so to Australia. Um, and, but they run into New Zealand, who we know punch well above their weight. And pressure doesn't seem to get to the Kiwis. So again, a bit the same with our semifinal. I think if India can start well, and I think Trent Bolt is a nightmare matchup for Rohit Sharma and for Virat if the ball swings. I, I don't know his record, but I've seen him get him out a lot. I've seen left-armers that can swing the ball and what challenged those two great players. So I think I said earlier this morning... What New Zealand will do is make India play their very best cricket to beat them. And if
0: India do slip up, New Zealand will be right there to make them pay. Yeah, they have got quite the habit of that. Uh, Tim, great to start Mondays with you. Nice to, nice to see you up and well and enjoy these semifinals. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. I'll chat to you soon. Good on you. Tim Payne sets us on our way.